I know what it's like to feel invisible, to think it's too late to become what you've always wanted to be. You feel like it's too late to have more life. I felt that way too, but when I lost my brother to cancer, he made me realize I have way more life to live. And I discovered the choice was mine to live it or not. I know you want to become confident and empowered, and you deserve to step into that life you are yearning for. I'm Carrie V, and I get it. There is more greatness to come in your life, and I know you can feel it. I've made a choice to live my big life. Now it is your turn to be empowered and step into the life that has always been yours. It's time for you to step off the sidelines and into your own life, the one you were created to live. It's easier than you think. I believe in you. In fact, I am your biggest fan. So let's get started. We end every episode of Coffee and Tea with Carrie V with a journal prompt or a writing prompt. Same thing. Why do we do that? Why am I always talking about journaling? And why do we end every episode with a journal slash writing prompt? I'm glad you asked. Journaling has been known to reduce stress, manage depression and anxiety, prioritize your fears and concerns, gives you an opportunity to recognize triggers, allows a space for positive encouragement and positive self-talk. The act of writing itself has been shown to improve blood pressure levels and improve your mood and increase those feel-good hormones, those, those feelings of well-being, but the functioning of the immune system and improving memory. Those are some pretty awesome benefits simply from taking time in your day to write. Your thoughts, your dreams, your goals. I believe in the benefits of journaling so much that I created a document for you, 30 Days of Journal Prompts. If you head to the link in the show notes, this is a free resource for you so that you can start your journaling journey with me. 30 Days of Journaling with Carrie V. Head to the link in the show notes and grab your copy today. I am so glad you came back to join us on another episode of Coffee and Tea with Carrie V. We have a young woman with us today, Angelica Gonzalez. She is a podcaster and all-around awesome young woman. In her podcast, A Little Bit of Everything with Me, you will join her and her friends as they talk about, well, a little bit of everything. It's real talk about reality TV, health and fitness. It's about what's happening in the city. It's real talk about wealth. You will hear about people's ups and downs on their journey to success. If you can think it, then she talks about it. Now we get to talk with Angelica and she is all about changing your mindset. Angelica, welcome to Coffee and Tea with Carrie V. I'm so happy that you're hanging out with us today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It's going to be epic. (laughs) (laughs) I want you now, you have a podcast called A Little Bit of Everything with Me, which absolutely fascinates me. Just the topics, a little bit of everything. Can you tell us about you? What makes you tick? What got you started? and, And what made you think about, hmm, I think I'll do a podcast about everything. 
Oh my gosh, this story. So I just, you know, first of all, I got to say a little bit of everything really started off of, you know, kind of thinking of what to do next. And it's a funny story because a lot of people ask me this and I'm just like, yeah, you know, two years into the podcast, February has been so awesome to me. Um, And it's just the birth of the podcast, birth of the podcast community that I created as well. And it all came down because I started listening to podcasts very late in the game. Um, So about a year and a half, uh, two and a half years ago. And I was listening to reality TV podcasts and I was listening to a lot of talk show hosts on Sirius XM. So it kind of really got my mind turning of like, you know, I have so much more to say about this reality TV that I'm watching too with them. And, you know, I figured, let me just start a podcast. And this was also a time where uh, my husband actually was traveling in a different city. So I would not see him between Monday to Friday, only Saturdays and Sundays. And I would have all this time in the world and I'm thinking, like, what do I do? Because, you know, a lot of us accommodate what's been happening in the household. So I would kind of just like, you know, when he comes home, I'll stop watching TV or I'll stop doing whatever I'm doing. And then, you know, we'll have dinner and then, you know, just spend time together. But during this time, because he was out for so long, it was like, what do I do with myself? Mm -hmm. I hate going to the gym when it's, you know, minus 30 here in Toronto, Canada. And it's just (laughs) like, I just, I couldn't just force myself to go because it's just, it didn't feel like it was fun, especially when it's this cold in in Canada. And, you know, I kind of just got my gears going. And I also thought of, you know what, I want to become a speaker in the future. I wanted to build self-confidence because I am, I am someone who has a learning disability, which is dyslexia. And, you know, Mm. that's been something I've been trying to work on and, you know, share my story and become a speaker in the future and be kind of that person that I want people to call in and ask and say, Hey, I need your help. Like, how do I get through these certain phases that we go through? And, you know, it kind of just went all of it together. And I'm just like, okay, I love talking about reality TV. I would love to share my experiences, especially I used to be a personal trainer, share my experiences about marathon running and talk about reality, interview guests. Like, where do I take this? So then I, that's where it came to me. And I was just like, okay, let's just do the podcast. It doesn't cost anything at the beginning. Later on, we can switch hosting, you know, websites. We can, we can do so much as long as I try it out that's what it takes for me to do it. So I kind of just like, you know, it's not costing me much. I can record through my phone and bang, here we go. Like, you know, I started recording my first episode. And once I've recorded that first episode, you know, it was kind of tough because you're always second guessing yourself. Mm -hmm. You're, you're kind of like, okay, do I sound okay? Did not listen to my episodes probably for the first four months. It was really (laughs) hard. Um, But everybody goes through that. But I was able to really accept it and kind of just, okay, what can I learn from this interview? What can I learn from this episode? And then go from there. And all of a sudden, you know, I published an episode, published another one. And then I'm thinking, I know I had the name a little bit of everything, but I'm just like, I just want to talk about more because if I go back to my first episodes, it was like, I would talk about reality TV. And then within that hour, 45 minutes, I would talk about like what's happening in the city, what bothered me so much. And that's how I kind of just kept it going. Yeah. And then when I interview guests, and then I think, I don't remember who was my first guest, but um, I was able to get my favorite TV carpenter on the show, uh, Zach Giffen from Tiny House Nation. Wow. And I was just like, you know, maybe I can make this into something more and be able to have opportunity on the show to really share more about 
you know, a little bit of everything. So when I had him on the show, yes, it was nerve wracking and it was very, and he was so amazing. He was so amazing. Even when I reached out to him and I said, Hey, you know, I just started podcasting, looking for guests to be on the show. I'm such a huge fan of yours. Like, I was just wondering if you had any time. He's just like, no problem. There was like no type of that email where, I'm going to transfer you to my so-and-so and and my assistant. And then it just gets lost in translation. And then all of a sudden they, hey, here's our package fees to have, you know, certain people on. And, you know, I was so grateful that he was very awesome and amazing. And it was just direct contact. There was nobody, you know, emailing him as him. It was purely him. Wow. And uh, I think that's where I got more of the idea of just, let me interview more people. Let me see who's out there. Everyone's got a different passion. Everyone's got a different journey. And hopefully I meet some unique people. And here we are, like published over 450 episodes. Wow. uh, Two years in, um, won a Latin podcast award for 2020. Um, You know, I was able to get speaking opportunities and be able to be helpful to people uh, for their conferences for learning disabilities and stuff. And, you know, now I'm just trying to see where else I can take this podcast to, but it's been such a great ride. And I do talk about it in my two-year anniversary special, which came out on February the 15th, uh, episode 474, because I really tell you from the beginning all the way to the middle and to where we are today and uh, being a one woman show and kind of just breaking down the barriers as well. Because again, having this learning disability, um, I had social anxiety, you know, I had, yeah. you know, I couldn't talk to strangers because I was so shy. I wasn't confident. And wow. you know, I talk about my work and how I don't tell people that I podcast because it's just, this is my, this is Angelica after hours. Like, you know, <laughs> this is what you're going to get. But when I'm at work, I'm very, I guess, what, how can I say this? Like, I am still shy, but, um, I guess I don't want to overstep because I was in a management role in retail for so long. And then when you're kind of like now the bottom person, so to say, um, you kind of just step back and you don't want to overstep. You don't want to be that, you know, well, I used to be a manager. We should do it this way. I'm not that type of person. I let people run the show how they're supposed to and how they want it. So I'm a bit different. And if they were able to find out that I do this, they're going to be like, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) Are you playing some sort of game here? Because clearly you're not the same person. And I want to keep it that way. Because a lot of people ask me, well, like, why don't you put your name in the title? And it's just like, I don't want to expose myself to that workplace. (laughs) Like you go onto my LinkedIn and there's no information of what I do full time or what I've done in the past 18 years of my career. So I keep it just strictly the podcast because I want to obviously expand the podcast and Mm -hmm. hopefully get into radio somehow and, you know, be able to just expose myself more of what the projects and what I'm dedicating and, you know, being that voice of uh, advocacy for dyslexia and learning disability. So I'm really working towards that. So yeah, I try oh. to keep it very confidential and don't want to get into <laughs> trouble because, you know, everything's out there. And yes. I sometimes do talk about my experiences like at work and yeah. I try to keep it very, you know, I don't want to use names. I, yeah. I don't want to identify anybody. And you know how tough it is when you're, yes. when anybody's sharing their story. So um, yeah. that's how it all started. And I'm so grateful and I'm just over the moon of what I've been able to accomplish. And then, you know, having a family support is so important. And obviously my husband, who's just like, you know, 
easily to be able to say, hey, I need to record in like, you know, 30 minutes. He's uh-huh. like, all right, I'll just go to the other room in my office. All right. Like, you know, having that flexibility yes. of him supportive, supporting me. And I know he doesn't really understand at the beginning. It was kind of tough. He's just like, you're always recording. And it's just like, yeah, I didn't expect to have 140 people lined up in the next two months. I'm burning myself <laughs> out. But then you learned. So this year, I'm yeah. taking a different approach of balance and it's been working out really well. But uh, such a great experience with podcasting and it's helped me really build that confidence and be able to do all the things I want to do. And, you know, I've met so many great people, especially Mm -hmm. like yourself. And you're just like, oh, this is so awesome. Like, who doesn't want to be doing this? You know, I ask myself that all the time. (laughs) It's it's so much fun. And I'm just, I'm in awe that in two years, you've got 450 episodes in two years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so are you are you putting out an episode five days a week? Yeah. So that's where I had to shift my programming because I felt like I had so much more to say. Yeah. At the beginning, I was kind of like testing the waters out and kind of like, let me do once a week. Let me do twice a week. Okay. Let yeah. me just do two episodes a week. And then you're trying to play it around. You're seeing your analytics. You're trying to figure out how to get these episodes out. So now I have a set schedule that Mondays and Thursdays are my guest interviews. Um, 90 Day Fiance is the show that I do recap and it's just been a gold mine for everybody during this time even more. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we do two recap sessions on Tuesdays and Thursdays and I also do a live show of that same episode on Monday and Tuesday on Facebook, Twitter, and Periscope. And then I use that episode and put it as a podcast. Yeah. And then on Friday, I co-host uh, who my co-host actually talks 90 Day Fiance with me. We decided to create a new show called Shower Karaoke, which we came up together <laughs> out of nowhere uh, because we used to recap 13 Reasons Why. And the reason why we did it is because we wanted to remove the social issues yeah, and kind of just like, let's talk about the character development and because they did such a great job and yeah. also talk about, this is a reality of it. Like, we know, I went through high school, you went to high school and mm-hmm. You know, we've yeah, friends who went to high school in different areas of the city and they've been through similar situations and they've seen similar situations. So mm-hmm. we kind of just wanted to create the awareness, but also not talk about so much about the social issues, but how are these characters developing from these social issues? Yeah. So that was really well. We've had so much great responses that people are like, wow, I've never, I was never able to find a, a a podcast that could recap 13 reasons why without talking about the social issues because it can be triggering to a lot of people. So yeah. every single episode, we would sit down and virtually talk for about an hour and plan out what should we not talk about and what should we say because wow. there's a lot to it. And then once that series was done, we ended up creating Shower Karaoke, which we pick a song each of our choice and a collaboration pick. Uh, we do sing in the episode because it is it. karaoke. <laughs> and we determine between us if it's going to be a shower song, leaving it in the house or in the shower, or <laughs> is it a song that we can take out in the karaoke lounge? And we didn't expect nothing of it, to be honest. And then, you know, we're into season two and everyone's like, can I come on the show? 
I can't <laughs> believe it. This show's awesome. Like you're the song picks that you picked, they take you back. I'm more of the 80s person, despite of my age. I should have been born like later back in the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I pick songs from that era because I've enjoyed it. And especially uh, my parents, obviously they love music and that's uh-huh. how they learned English through music. And that's where, you know, so many memories come back of where we traveled as kids and the 80s has really stuck to me. And then there's my husband who's just never left the 80s. <laughs> and, you know, we just hear the music and it's so much happier. And we talk about the lyrics, we talk about the music video, how yeah. music has been evolved. So that's been such a success that people have been enjoying it. And, you know, having an audience on my podcast from ages uh, 18 to 67. Wow. I was just like, okay. We reached everybody. I've hit every single state in the U.S. And I still don't even know because I'm Canadian if there's 54 or 52. (laughs) (laughs) I get confused. And, you know, I'm trying to work on the Canadian listeners because it's been tough to work in the Canadian listeners. And, you know, I'm grateful for every listener in the United States um, because they're number two on my list. I have France as number one. Wow, yeah. Um, Number three is Canada. And then we've got the rest of the European countries. So, um, yeah, it's just overwhelming. That's impressive. And I'm, and I'm so proud of you just to hear your voice and the, and the passion and the energy is, yeah, it's truly amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah. You're welcome. You know, and I was nominated again for the Latin podcast awards for this year, 2021. So on top of that, you know, hitting two years, uh, you know, hitting one year of the podcast community that my co-host and I created last year. And then here we are again, award seasons coming up with every single region sector that you can think of. And then the first one I get is the Latin Podcast Awards uh, for 2021. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you so much. And it's just all this hard work that I put into it. And I do talk about it again in my podcast anniversary episode about time management and just yeah, I work so much, but you know, this is like a part-time job that I get to meet so many great people around the world. Yeah. And I will, I will link that podcast episode in the show notes so we can get more, more listeners over there to subscribe and listen because it's, it's really, really good. I'm not surprised you've won awards. (laughs) Is that good? (laughs) So going to the songs of the eighties, what are some of your favorites? Because I am I am an 80s girl. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, you can't ask me to pick a favorite. Okay. No, so <laughs> some <many>. of some favorites. <laughs> um, so I love George Michael. Mm-hmm. I know Careless Whisper is one of my favorite, even though when we did the episode, yes. I picked Careless Whispers. Um, one of our <laughs> guest co-hosts was like, this man's a cheater. And I was just like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. The song is great. <laughs> Why are we celebrating the cheater? And we got into a funny discussion. And then, because, you know, back in the day when, when I was a kid, I'm listening to the Bee Gees. I'm listening to Air Supply. I'm listening mm-hmm. to all these amazing artists. And you're not really thinking like what the song means until yeah. you're old enough and you're kind of like, wait a second, this whole entire time, like, you know, why are you fooling me, Elton John? Why are you fooling me, The Foreigner? Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, uh, it's funny though, but I do love the 80s. Uh, So many great hits. Like, I feel like on my iPhone, I've got like four 80s pop than just general 80s, (laughs) best of the 80s. I just have so much 80s music. Like, 
you know, and it's funny because some of my coworkers are, they hear me humming or they're singing that I finished the lyrics for them. And they're mm-hmm. kind of like, how do you know the song? Like, you're too young. And I'm like, mm, I got an old soul in here. Like, <laughs> trust me. I know a lot of lyrics. I know a lot of beats. Uh, yeah, but like, you know, the Bee Gees I grew up with a lot. Air Supply was the biggest because my dad's a huge Air Supply uh, fan. We were supposed to see them in concert in Niagara Falls because I know there's only a few oh. left around. Yeah. And it's been so hard to get tickets. Like, I didn't, uh, I yeah, okay. I know it's the Bee Gees, but... I know this is a small theater that they fill up at the casino, Uh but it was just so hard. And I felt so bad because I'm like, you know what, dad, like we got to go see the, the, we got to go see air supply, like, you know, some way or another, you can't even see the Bee Gees anymore. I know they've done a lot of cover art bands who do it and they dress up the way they did and they sing like they do. I'm like, we can figure that out later, but it was just so hard. And I, I hope I, you know, I was, I wish I was able to see them live once in my life, but I know <laughs> they I know. hardly come here. <laughs> we'll have to go there to them. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I there's just so many great songs. There really is, like Guns and Roses, Mount Jovi, Toto, like Aha. Uh-huh. Of course, yeah. Michael Jackson's you know one of the legends there. Uh, Phil Collins, another of my favorites. Oh, yes, um, it's just. Of course, Whitney Houston. Oh my gosh. Yes. Blondie, like Duran Duran. Like I'm, I can go all day with this, but yes, the B-52s. Uh, Cindy Lauper. So, oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So there's just, oh, there's say like Smooth Operator, that song. Yes. Uh, Lionel Richie is another of my favorites. Oh, yes. Yep. But yeah, I just have three playlists and they all mash up around and I'm cool with it. <laughs> it's a fun fact, actually, when we got married in Jamaica, I didn't want to pay for a DJ. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, because they would charge us because obviously whoever gets married into a, a different country, they charge you so much money. Yeah. And they were charging me about like $1,500 just to be there for three days. I'm like, that's what they charge here in Canada for like the whole night. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm like, no, this is impossible. So I told my husband, because I'm very music oriented. And as a kid, I used to, um, in my teenage years, my brother was uh, pretending like he was a DJ and downloaded all these programs onto the computer. Then I would follow suit and download it on my computer and I would just mash up songs together and I would learn and I would hear and I would just like, hey, how do they do this? Yeah. And my husband's like, so what do you want to do? And I said, let's do it ourselves. And he's like, I'm not doing anything. He said, no, I'm <laughs> going to do it. You give me your playlist. He wants 80s. I want a little bit of the 90s and a little bit what's current. So people, we have people dancing. Yeah, I think it took me about three weeks to build up a good playlist. And then it took me a whole week to kind of figure out what songs will blend with what. And um, I know there was a couple mistakes there, but, you know, I took it upon myself to create something that I wanted and for all of us. Mm -hmm. And then when I got there and I said, here's the iPod, just connect it. I even set the music for dinner. It was like elevator music, but it was mainly jazz. I did all of that. Then we got to the music and the DJ comes up to me after because we ended up getting him eventually Yeah, because he was there to set up. And I guess he just didn't have a commitment. He was DJing at the resort later on after 10 o'clock. So he was just there for our equipment because we asked for the equipment. 
And then he was just sitting there. Like, he's just like, I'm just here to guard the equipment. So once this party's done, I will go into the nightclub and set up my stuff. Yeah. So we ended up getting him for free, but he didn't do anything. But we got the <laughs> equipment for free, which was a bonus. Yeah. And he just comes up to me and says, do you DJ? And I said, no, <laughs> I just do it for fun. And he's like, this is really awesome. I pretty much shazammed all your playlists. And oh I my said, gosh. Sure. Because then the two days later, they had like a white party at night. Mm-hmm. And I'm hearing these songs again. And I'm like... My, my friends were like, isn't this your music that you played at your wedding? And I said, yeah, I'm hearing it again. <laughs> <laughs> so it was pretty, it was pretty cool because, you know, I, I guess music selection for them is so hard to get. Yeah. And he hears mine. He's able to download it from his app. Uh, and he was able to download all the songs and he's like, I just love your songs. And I was like, cool. Thanks. Wow. <laughs> what a compliment. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you're musical. You are smart. Obviously you're putting together this podcast and you are doing this all while working a full-time job. And you said you have a, a background in personal training and being a marathon runner. Yes. And I also did, uh, I still do photography every so often. Oh my gosh. Um, I do graphic design too. So whenever someone needs a logo, I, you know, get creative. Yeah. Um, so I used to be a marathon runner before the podcast and uh, that was my happiness. That was like my years of pride and joy. I used to go to a lot of races. My goal was yeah. to get to Boston and uh, actually run my full, full marathon in Florida because Miami's like my second home because I have family there. And I used to travel a lot as a kid there, probably yeah. three times a year and spend almost a month. Wow. Because uh, I just loved just going to Miami. I don't know what it is. It's just that life. Yeah. That, well, it's magical. Yeah, it is. It yeah. really <laughs> is. And I never went anywhere else. I'm just like, see you later, mom. I'm going to see your aunt. You know, I'm going <laughs> to see your sister. So yeah, I'm going to yeah. hang out there. And she'll just let me go. She's like, yeah, sure. Just let me know when you get there. Wow. And she's so excited because, you know, she sees that I'm creating a relationship with family members. Yeah. And since the rest of our family is back home in Nicaragua, I don't see them very often because it's so expensive from traveling yeah. from Toronto over there. So for yeah. me, it was just cheaper just to go to Miami and still have fun and spend time with my two older cousins and oh, my awesome. aunt and uncle. So um, I, was, I was so determined when I started running that I was going to run a full marathon there and then try to qualify for Boston with that marathon to at least do yeah. a half in Boston. And um, it just, things changed because of medical reasons. I was diagnosed with PCOS. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when it, someone tells you, you need to just stop running because I used to run 15, 20 kilometers a week because you're putting too much stress on your body. Plus I would swim, I would cross train, I would do like, because as a personal trainer, you learn how to build your own programs. Right. I, I, I learned how my body works every single mm-hmm. year. I ran for like a good four years and I've done a lot of races and, you know, have a lot of medals, which is awesome. But that was a phase of my life that once I was told not to run, I've gone through like a little depression because I'm like, what am I going to yeah. do? Like, you're just stripping this, 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 this thing away from me. Like I can't mm-hmm. do it. You know, I kind of felt like my legs couldn't run anymore and then they were going to be amputated. Like, like that was yeah. the feeling. Like I felt like I was losing my legs Yeah, because of my body going through so much stress and, you know, PCOS and with PCOS polycystic ovarian syndrome, like, you know, you irregular menstrual cycles and stuff. And it's just, my body was just under so much stress. That's how yeah. she really 
cut it, the doctor. And, you know, I, she's like, try running uh, five kilometers a week. And I'm like, five kilometers a week. Like, wow. You're telling me to go from 20 all the way to five. Like that's, that's impossible. Like you're so used to just running these long distance. Yeah. And, you know, I went through a depression phase. It was so hard. Um, Then I started gaining weight again. And then I was just like, I don't know what's happening and try to figure out like, what is PCOS, how to manage it, you know, mm-hmm. how to figure this out. And then they told me to just stop running completely because then if you're planning on having children and stuff like that, that's going to be very hard for you. Yeah. So I had to stop that. And, you know, years later, seeing a naturopath um, has two years working with her, two and a half years working with her, I felt like a huge significant improvement with my body, changing the way I eat, taking the right supplements. And, you know, I was able to really have my body back, if that makes any sense. And, you know, but I still can't run, (laughs) which is like, oh, great. Yeah. So she's always said, you need to find something that makes you happy. And again, that's where the podcast comes into play as well, because, you know, that was my happiness. And I, yes, I'm sitting down for hours on end in the evening. And on top of being sitting down hours on end during my full-time job, which yeah. I work eight hours, it's just a different type of work. It's a fun work with yeah. the podcast. And yeah, I had to just close that chapter and just let it be. And sometimes when I see these, you know, virtual running um, runs because you have friends that you're supporting. It's kind of hard because you're just like, wow, you know, I could, this could have been my third one. It could have been my fourth year. It could have yeah. been my, you know, it could have been so much because, yep. you know, I was, well, I'm very determined. Like if I have a goal, like I had that goal, like I'm going to go run in Florida in February. I'm going to run that first uh, full marathon because I ran the Toronto half marathon Mm-hmm. Uh, that qualifies you for Boston as well. And also if you're an Olympian and you're trying to qualify, apparently that's one of the races that help you uh, qualify. Yeah. And I was like, hey, once I finish this, I can train for the 40, which for us, it's the 40 kilometer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I still have enough time to make it for February. I'll pay the late fee. I don't care. I'll find a flight last minute. I'm good with that. I was just gearing up for everything. Like it's just... You know, you. Yeah. I have a plan set in mind and set in stone, and that's it. Like I'm gonna go for it, and you know, just couldn't happen. And yeah. I noticed my last couple of races because I did sign up. I do 12 races every year. So that last year when I was diagnosed with PCOS, I was just like, I have four more races. Like, how am I supposed to do this? And you know, I guess yeah. they say like, oh, you know, my husband's like, just go do your best, and I'm just like, but I can't force my body anymore you know, because like, I want to get better and just try to navigate the PCOS. And I I can tell you that my last four races of that year was really crappy. And, you know, a lot of doubts, a lot of putting yourself down and trying to figure out like how to do this. Like, do I stress my body even more or do I just take it easy? So I just take it easy route. And then once I closed that chapter, I closed it. It was really hard though. It felt mm-hmm. like I was losing my legs and I couldn't, I wasn't able to walk anymore. Like it was just, wow. it was just so weird. And, you know, I was just like, wow, I can't believe this, how much it really put me down. Like it yeah. did, it was almost as when I lost my job, it was just like, wow, it's like the same feeling. Yeah. But I wasn't really stressed out about my job because I knew I can get a job anywhere. I'm just like, not saying that like, you know, I come with a million skills. It's just, you can just get a job anywhere. I was yeah. thinking like, 
you know, when I lost that job too, I was like, oh, maybe I can flip burgers. I can just go back to retail. Like I had no problems. But when it's running, yeah, felt like I was, the world was crumbling down on me. Yes. Because so, it's something that you grown into passion and then you have these goals and, you know, I see people running Boston or the New York yeah. Marathon. I actually watched a movie recently on Amazon, which was called Britney's Marathon. Mm-hmm. I no word of a lie, Carrie. I like bawled my eyes out because I was like, holy crap. Okay, I get, you know, her personality can be really tough and that wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) Who brushes people off for those who don't know. She was like that personality that, you know, people just, she didn't care what people said or didn't want people's help. She was that type of person. But her running experience, which was based on a true story, I really bawled my eyes out because oh, I remember that yeah. first moment when you first started running, which was my trainer that encouraged me to when I was when I was an assistant manager at a gym. And then you keep going and then you start, you know, thinking of these bigger goals and start running your marathon. Then you stop halfway because you can't go anymore. And you when you cross that finish line, it's like you're just there to finish the race. You're not there to compete first, second, or third. Yeah. It's just like I literally bawled my eyes out and I just said, wow. Oh. Like this brings me back so many memories. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. you work so hard. I trained seven days a week and try to take a week off in between because I I was on a different program and I would change it up every so often. And that movie just got to me. (laughs) I bet it did. I bet it did. I, my heart is just, it just goes out to you. I, I understand um, my diagnosis wasn't PCOS, but it was definitely very extremely suppressed hormones. Mm -hmm. And um, and I started working with a naturopath too, just in October. And one of the things that she said to me was, your body is under so much stress, no more workouts. I was like, no, you don't understand. I work out seven days a week. <laughs> <laughs> so I totally get it. She said, the only thing you could do is yoga nidra, which I went and looked it up and I was like, she wants me to take a nap for a workout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. And I, I, oh, my heart just goes out to you. That's that's a tough thing. And you said, you just, you close the chapter, you let it go. And that's, that, that wasn't easy. Although the words sound, oh yeah, I did this and I moved on, but I'm sure it was not that it easy. It was not. It's, I felt like I was in a, some sort of depression for like four months. Cause you're mm-hmm. trying to figure out what else am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And then I was getting married two years later and it's just like, I was depending on my running program to get to where I need to be. Then I found <laughs> boxing and I found, yeah, I did yoga too. And you know, I found a, a yoga teacher that did high intensity at the same time, but doesn't feel like yoga, but you're getting a workout. Yeah. And, you know, I was able, excuse me, to find my, I guess I was able to find another thing of fitness and being a personal trainer on top of that, which I stopped doing for a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, you try to find what you like and I'm more of a high intensity type of person. So yeah, definitely yeah. it was, it, it came down really hard on me. And it's like, you have a future with somebody, you're getting married. Now, having children is not possible. And you've been told that. And it's just, there's been incidents where, you know, I have had a cyst that ruptured and you hear it again. And it's like, okay, then we have to focus on this because how else are we going to do it? So yeah, yeah, you have to really kind of think about what do you want? Do you still want to keep running and not be able to have a family <laughs> or yeah. do you, do you, do you do something about it? Yeah. Yeah. That's, those are the hard decisions that come to us in life. And when you look at your journey, then that's, that is when you 
got into podcasting as you went through that journey, then you ended up with this amazing podcast. Is that correct? Am I? Yeah, that kind of leads into it. Yeah, because after I got married and, you know, you work out, obviously, because you want to stay fit, (laughs) you know, I was able to get to my goal weight and lose a little bit more because when I travel outside, I just, I just get bloated. I get plumped up and uh, retain so much water. And it's, you know, I was able to do that. But then what do you do after? Mm -hmm. You know, so it took a lot of courage to continue back to the gym and then jobs shift because you're either traveling more outside of the city and you're, you're stuck in traffic for X amount of hours. And it's just like, what do you do? So thank goodness I was able to work with a natural path. And I always encourage people to find the natural way. You know, it's hard and it's not under everybody's uh, insurance benefits, but after two and a half years, I was just like, wow, I got my body back. Like, you know, there is a chance yes, <laughs> that we can have a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, that makes my heart happy. I feel exactly the same way as you do and as how I, why I ended up with a naturopath. And it, it gives me hope hearing you say this. And for anyone listening who, we start, we start a journey, we'll say with a naturopath, a, a natural journey. And we want it to be like a pill where you took it and tomorrow you have all mm-hmm. the benefits. And my naturopath was was very open with me. She said, "Listen, your hormones are a mess, and it, this is going to be a two to three year journey. This is yeah. this you're in for the long haul." So, I love that you that you brought that up. That yeah, you you get there, but the journey takes time. But the journey mm-hmm. is what makes life so awesome and live living. Like the journey yeah. is is all of it. Yeah, exactly. And my naturopath told me, she's like, you need to find something that makes you happy. You need to find a hobby. She's like, I love it that you come and see me three times a week, (laughs) you know, because we do a consultation. Then two days we do acupuncture, we do Chinese medicine and we do meditation. And she's like, you're just all over the place. Like you run around so much. And I said, this has been my life since I was a teenager. (laughs) I started working at 15. And then once I learned that you can have a second job and still work, then I took advantage of that. I'm always capitalizing on stuff like that. (laughs) And then as I got older in college, I went to school uh, full-time for college and I went to, I worked nights full-time at the same time. So it's just... I've always had that mentality of trying to figure out, okay, what else, what else, what else? And, you know, I've always worked either two to three jobs. And it's just like, I told her, this is, this is my life. And when I was seeing her, I was working two jobs and she's just like, you got to think about this. You need to drop a job, which obviously is going to be your part-time that you go twice a week. And, and then she, she made really good points. And then you got to figure out how to navigate this environmental stress, your work stress, your personal mm-hmm. stress, and your other stresses. And then, you know, take your supplements, eat good. Yeah. We'll do your acupuncture, Chinese medicine. And then my body reacted very quickly. So I was very lucky. And the hard part was finding a naturopath because you need someone who specializes in PCOS. And she's yes. had a great success rate. She's turned all her uh, patients from not having children to having natural births. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, she she was right. Like you need to really learn how to balance and focus on yourself. Yeah. So this is where podcasting came along too. And it really helped me just 
be myself, even though I was extremely tired the first year of podcasting, because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm burning myself out. Yeah. Because you're feeling like you just want to do more. You want to do more, but this yeah. is who I am. Like if I stop, what would I do? Like people make fun of me when I take a day off because I don't really take a day off. I'm working on podcasting <laughs> all day, yeah. you know? And then this year I had to learn how to balance and that's what it's been working. I'm like, okay, let's balance things out. I'll take the yeah. last two weeks off of the month, but the first two weeks, I will dedicate to interviews, but the last two months, I won't interview anybody. I always get booked yeah. to interview on, which is fine because it's not a distinguish, like, you know, back to back, like I normally do the first two weeks. And I try yeah. to keep Sundays off because I used to burn myself out Sundays, have four mm -hmm. people on. Saturdays, I don't do anything because I usually see my parents and... Yeah, but this time around, I've been doing really well. And it's, oh, it's true. Awesome. You just got to find that happiness. And, yeah. you know, some take longer when it comes to natural, but I didn't want to go the IVF route. I didn't want to do the in vitro and all this stuff because the amount of medications they give you, I'm like, yeah, that's damaging my body. Yep, for sure. So I know it costs more with natural, but it's not going to cost you as much as IVF because some people spend over like, hundred thousand dollars to have a yeah. child. <laughs> yes. So. Yeah. I'm that, I love that. I love that connection that we have then with that, that natural journey is my heart. That's just how I, I like a good balance. So, you know, yeah. like I was recently diagnosed with colon cancer and needed to have the right side of my colon removed. Very, very thankful for surgeons who practice Western medicine. Mm -hmm. But then when it came to really healing, I was back with the naturopath and adding the supplements and I'm a hundred percent with you. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And yeah. when you hear from other people and I hear from other naturopaths that I've interviewed too, and it's like, yeah, it's just, I encourage it. I really do. And I know a lot of yeah. people are kind of like, oh, I want something quick. Nothing's quick. Even if you get all this medication injected into your body, all these hormones and stuff. And yeah. it's just money signs. Like it's just truly money signs. And I remember being at a fraternity clinic because I had to mm -hmm. get my ultrasound done and, you know, blood work because you do it for X amount of months every single week at a certain time. Yes. And I would see these women just like, hey, I need, uh, you know, four pumps of estrogen. Okay. $500 later. And I'm just like, yeah. oh my God. That's like hurting the bank. I'll be honest. I've only spent $5,000 less than that within two and a half years on just supplementation. Yeah. My body's back to normal. That's like, awesome. Compared to some of these women who are getting estrogen pumps every week or whatever they need to inject themselves and plus all the other stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm super grateful that my insurance um, is pretty good. It's unlimited uh, sessions and, you know, wow. there is a budget to it. Yeah. But um it, hey, it's better than nothing. And I'm able, that's why I was able to see her three times a week. And I'm just like, yeah, let's just do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it sounds glorious to me. <laughs> All of that. I was like, oh, that sounds so good. <laughs> yeah. And she really taught me just to meditate. And I downloaded a bunch of apps and, you know, because yeah. I, my, I don't go to sleep like peacefully, I guess, so to say. I'm like, yeah constantly working in my head. Okay. Yes. What, what do I need to do? What, what stuff that I have to work on my full-time job? Cause obviously mm -hmm. that's my main source of income and I'm trying to figure out, okay, what is it that I need to get done? All this stuff, all this stuff. And, you know, lately I've been learning how to just let my mind be shot off the computer two, three hours before and just, just really calm down. And now I sleep peacefully and it's just like, ah, oh, you know, and I was diagnosed beautiful. with diabetes on top of that. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, in the summer of last year, I didn't know they, 
We took some blood work. So I told the doctor, I'm like, I'm not feeling well. You know, I'm not yeah. sleeping. I sleep two hours a night. I wake mm. up every hour because I need to go to the bathroom. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I better not have high blood pressure, diabetes. I know it runs in the family, but I didn't expect to get it this early. My brother's like older than me. And he's like, you got it? He's like, I'm waiting for it. Like, he's just joking <laughs> with me. Like, yeah. I'm waiting for it because I'm older than you. And all of a sudden you got it. Uh-huh. So, you know, that was tough. That was another thing that that's just yeah, like, that's wow. Okay. Like, I know what to do because my dad's diabetic, but geez, like, yeah. You know, it was it all that stress and especially during a pandemic, I still haven't stopped working. Yeah. And going back to the natural path, I'm like, hey, I'm diabetic, by the way. And she's like, oh, right. Well, this is what we're going to do. So then again, more supplementation, uh, different types of foods that I should be eating. I lost yeah. 15 pounds and wow. we did the blood work recently. And I went from, believe it or not, people don't believe me. I think I was at 17 or 20 when they do the A1C the every three months. Wow, I'm surprised yeah. you haven't fainted. You haven't, you know, passed out. And I said, I, I'm lucky too. Yeah. And then we just did it recently and now I'm at 6.2. Oh my gosh. So, so is that even considered <laughs> diabetic then? I'm, it's like now considered as pre-diabetic. So I went from oh, being yeah. like crazy diabetic, going to die to <laughs> <laughs> pre-diabetic and soon hopefully not being diabetic. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And I haven't taken my medication over a month because I was able to manage it on my own and the food that I eat and everything. And I'm pretty cautious with what I eat. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it's just, it's been crazy, but again, it's just the naturopath goes back. It's what you eat, what you intake and, you know, stress, how you deal with it. So I've been learning slowly how to deal with stress because I didn't expect environmental even your partner brings you stress even though everything's are fine and dandy but they may bring you stress and it's just like you don't realize until you really think things through and people call me crazy I'm just like no you really need to pay attention a little bit more because everything around you and it's just you know there's work stress personal stress there's environmental stress and I'm just like environmental and she says the people around you yes yeah (laughs) oh (laughs) how you met outside because I know I suffer through allergies all year (laughs) yes and it's it is so true we so many of us don't deal with that stress and it just piles up and our body keeps the score and eventually Mm -hmm. it's it's putting up the white flag and saying I give up I'm I I'm just going to start breaking down. Yeah. I don't know what else to do. It's so weird how that happens. And yeah. when I, when I found out I was diabetic and I was like, you know, and I just realized like, I didn't tell many people. Yeah. <laughs> so where whoever hears this episode, yeah, I'm diabetic. <laughs> but um, it, it's, it's, you just, you know, we can't dwell on it. Like I know yeah. when I told my mom, I called her, I was like, oh my God, I'm diabetic. She's like, you know, Hey, it's genetic. You know, you're, everybody's got it on both sides and she's like just be happy that nothing happened especially at that yeah. you know that was a high range she's like you yes. could have just passed out either driving or at work and she's like you know I'm glad you were able to just figure it out right away I'm one yeah. of those people if I'm not feeling well I rush to the doctor yeah I don't yep. let it slide I don't let it another day even when I was younger I would just if I was really sick I'd be like no I'm off to the doctor see you later like yeah. I would walk down the street to the walking clinic <laughs> and figure it out. Yeah, I, my dad's like that, and that's what I inherited. I'm just like him. <laughs> I just need to figure out what's happening, and then yeah. you know, take whatever I need to take. Yeah. So you know, I I really just went crazy 
booked the blood work, booked this, booked that, booked all with the three doctors. I do have a great family doctor that allows me to work with my naturopath and they work in conjunction and, you know, get all my blood work done, get this done and figure out what the problem is. So yeah, you just got to tackle it. Yeah, you do. And I think a lot of us don't tackle it because we're afraid that somebody will laugh us laugh at us and say, what do you mean you went already? You know, just to see if it'll go away by itself. We So many of us have this fear of the stigma of quote unquote overreacting. Yeah. But when we're in tuned with our body, we know when something's off. Yeah, exactly. We know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And don't ignore it. You just got to deal with it. Like, yes, you know, I feel like uh, some people that I've met, they just ignore everything. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, my husband's like that. It's just like, oh, it's just going to go away. And I said, yeah. no, you need to find what the problem is. You can't just let it sit there because exactly. you don't know. You maybe you want to catch it early. You don't want to wait till later on. And then all yes. of a sudden we're in, we're running into bigger problems. Right. And a lot of older generation people are like that. They're yeah. just, they don't, they've never been to a doctor for 40 years yeah. or when they landed into this country. And I'm just like, but we have, you pay for free healthcare. Like we pay into it in our taxes. You can't just go to the doctor and get a checkup. Yeah. Like we're so grateful. And I always tell them this, like, you know, if we were living in the States, you could imagine the medical bills and you can't yeah. go to the doctor knowing that these people are just barely can even go and they're trying to figure it out through Google because they don't want to get the expense. Yeah. Like put that together, like, you know, make that connection exactly. and just grateful that we live in this country. <laughs> That's what I have to tell him because it's like, I, I yeah. would share my cousin's hospital bills with him and be like, look, this is what it took her just to get a little checkup. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I mean, I just got the bill for my colon resection. It's like, oh my gosh, it just oh, blew no. me away, you oh, know? No. And so, yeah, but I wasn't going to not go either. I mean, I knew something was mm-hmm. amiss. So it didn't, money doesn't, it's just money. It's just energy. You can always get more of it. So yeah. do it. Do the dang thing, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like telling him, it's free here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've been here how long? <laughs> but he's getting better now. He's opening up. He's kind of like, Good. yeah, you know, I'm like, yeah, finally. <laughs> Yeah, it's a boy thing. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> oh my goodness. I just, I'm looking at the clock going, how can it, this time has passed so fast. I could, oh my God. <laughs> I could talk to you just forever. You're, so, you're very easy to talk to. And I'm not surprised that your podcast is award-winning because you just, you just feel like you could sit down and have coffee every day with you and learn something new, laugh, smile. It's beautiful. Right. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> thank you. So tell us, no, thank you. Tell us if you would, your version of your pow pow shoes. So there is, okay. So I created a online shop called AVG All Very Good. And the reason why oh. I chose All Very Good is because my mom's always brought up to me that everything will always be good. Oh, and I it's love that. all very good. She's just like, it's all very good. And, um, this woman, oh, obviously I love her to death because she's my yeah. mother, um, but she's she's going to retire soon and she's never been sick in her life. I'm knocking mm-hmm. on wood as I say this. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's never had a headache in her life. Uh, she never stresses. 
Like she never stresses. Wow. And she's always told me it's always going to be good. It's all very good. Like she's like, when people ask you to work, how you doing, even though you're having a crappy day, just say it's all good. I love that. You gotta change your mindset. Yeah. And you know, I'm very, I'm like more of my father, who's yeah. <laughs> the kind of the opposite. But I've learned to really just take what she said and just like, yeah, it's gonna be good. Like she's like, why do you worry? Everything's just gonna fall into place. Like she always tells me that yeah. when I quit a job unexpectedly a couple of times in my past, she's just like, it's gonna be okay. Like, forget it. You don't like the job, just leave. Why kill yourself? Yeah. You know, she's worked that. at her, yeah, she's worked <laughs> at her job. A lot of people do. She's worked at her job for, my gosh, it's been like almost 40, 20, no, not 40. Is it 25? I don't remember. Um, but she's getting at that mark and she's going to retire next year. And she's just like, why stress? Yeah. Why stress? I love that. Yeah. I work this, like I do the same thing for the past 20 something years. And it's just like, I've been in this country for 40 something years. And it's just like, why stress? Yeah. Just live your life the way it's supposed to be. Why get angry at the little things? So yeah. that's always stuck to me. All very good. I love that. I wrote that down. All very good. So what could you leave us as a writing prompt, a journaling prompt? The one thing I would say is chase your dreams and just it. continue it. Just continue on. Like chase your dreams. What is the dream that you want to chase? Um, I've been working on this podcast and it is a dream for it to come true and to be this successful and this two years in, like who would have thought a lot of people give up after, you know, within the six month mark. And it's just like, what do you do next? You know, do you, do you change your formatting? People just, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. (laughs) And I always tell people, you can't do this. You can't make money off of this full time. You're not Joe Rogan. You're not, um, you know, Sherry Shepard. If she's had a podcast, you're not Tiffany Haddish. You're not, you're not the the president. You know, it's just like, yeah, they have that celebrity status. They're going to get all the money. Unfortunately, that's the way it is. Right. Yeah, uh, but for us, you just use it to share your voice. You yep. use it to, you know, share whatever experiences that you have, or if you want to help people make it educational. And then, if yeah. you have a business with it, it'll help grow the business. It's linked right. to it. You know, a lot yeah. of people. I know people get that idea where you know I want to be like Joe Rogan, get that million dollars. Yeah, how do you get there? Yeah, you know, it's going to take us probably 20 years because we're a little person. Think of it that way. We're just that little person that's just that average, yeah. you know, middle class that's trying to make a difference and, you know, being able to chase that dream, that lavish dream of getting that million dollar contract. But you got to put in so much work into it. And, yeah, you know, I always look at my my goal sheet and it's just like, okay, you know, got to push myself to the media. I got to try to get into radio and experience it. You know, I do voiceover work. I started getting into that and it's just like, okay, what else can I do for the community support group? Yeah. You know, like financially, where do I want to see myself? Do I Mm -hmm. see myself in this full-time job? Do I see myself elsewhere? Like, you know, we try to figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I remember hearing John Maxwell say that somebody came to him after one of his conventions and said, I want to do what you do. And John Maxwell looked at him and said, that's great, but do you want to do, you want to do what I had to do to get here? You want to do yeah. what I did? And that, that just struck with me, stuck with me because, yeah, it takes work. We get, to see, we get to see a finished product and we don't get to see all of that stuff that went on behind the scenes. It's true. And that's yeah. where I focus on my podcast because I've had seven-figure speakers on there and they're kind of like, 
well, this is what I had to do. Like yeah. I had to quit my full-time job in order to bring this part-time gig and make it a success and, you know, spend ample amount of money just traveling, networking with people and just yeah. putting myself out there, writing a book and how do I expand this book and make it like a, a best time selling author. And it's just yes. like, you know, they put so much into it and then they've yeah. had this other past. Like I, I remember interviewing somebody who opened three businesses and almost failed bankruptcy. Yeah. Cause it didn't work out. But then the first, the fourth time was a charm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way it is. And it's, but it's a beautiful thing. It's just the journey. You can't, you don't get to have success without the failures along the way. And it's, that's the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's part it's, of it. Yep. Your failures become stepping stones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, see, we could talk forever. (laughs) (laughs) Angelica, where can we find you? I I will link the podcast, but where else can we find you? So you can find me on uh, Instagram at a little bit of everything with me. You can find me on Facebook at a little bit of everything with me. There is a Facebook page. You can also go to my website, which is www.com everything with Ange, com. You can find all my social media, okay. hire me for speaking, photography, whatever it is, you'll find it there. Awesome. Oh, this has been amazing. You yeah. are delightful. <laughs> Thank you. No, I really appreciate being here. It's It's been a while since I've been interviewed. So I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I've been too busy interviewing others. That's the thing. (laughs) Put you in the hot seat. It's a good place to be. (laughs) Thank you so much. And I'm sure that we will have you back again if you're willing to come. Yeah, for sure. I would love to come back. Love to honestly enjoy talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. Likewise. Hey, thanks for listening in. I want you to know I do not take it for granted that you give me this time to have coffee and tea together with me. But before you go, it would mean the world to me if you grab a quick coffee or tea refill and pop into the podcast reviews and leave me a review. It's how this podcast grows. It's how it reaches and empowers more women. And it's how I know how to serve you best. I want this podcast to be what you need. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and share it with your friends. And follow me on Instagram at I am Carrie V. Remember, it is never too late. Peace out, girlfriend. Pow, pow.